0: And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Hi, my name is Ella Green. The best marketing guy is my dad. First, he helps people with, with marketing magic next if you need marketing help he will help you finally if he is a match marketer my dad is the best
1: today i have the good fortune to be interviewing steven minkoff steven thank you so much for joining us thanks good to be here awesome we're happy to have you let's go back in time a little bit and talk about how did you get started what inspired you to get in the business
2: Um, Well, I guess that goes back to my college days. Uh, I was a business major, and I got to my first finance class, and, you know, my my first finance class, I actually got an A in and just fell in love with it, so it sort of inspired me to declare that as, as my specific major and sort of went from there.
1: Okay, and how did you go from finance class to entering into the business?
2: Yeah. So once again, going back to college, uh, you know, my my college was very. Our finance department was uh, um, specialized more around financial planning. They they actually offered a CFP program on on campus. So when I graduated or got close to graduating, there was a lot of on campus recruiting with financial firms. So uh, you yeah, know, did interview with a ton of firms on campus and. And went with a financial a company that specialized more in financial planning. So that was sort of once again going back to uh, good exposure to the industry back then through college.
1: And what firm did you start working for out of school?
2: Same okay. one I'm on with oh. today. So it was it wasn't called Ameriprise back then, but it was called IDS Financial, um, which then went to American Express Financial Advisors, and now it's Ameriprise Financial Advisors.
1: Okay, and how long have you been with them?
2: Uh, 26 years.
1: Wow, that's incredible staying power in an industry where turnover is pretty common.
2: Yeah, I think the uniqueness of of my situation is it's not around the firm exactly. It's more around, you know, you take the analogy of a doctor. When you build your own clientele or your own patients, I mean, you can be a doctor at any hospital if they have the right tools for you. So to me, you know, not jumping around is that I just happened to find a, a broker dealer that had an open enough platform for me to do what I wanted to do as an independent.
1: That is great! What incredible good fortune! Uh, most of us can't say the same thing. Uh, most of us have gone through a few of those broker dealers. What yeah. do you What do you wish you knew when you started that you know now?
2: Uh. You know, the thing that I think I was least prepared for going into this industry was was more around running a business. Um, You know, all through college and when I started with Ameriprise back then, they really prepared me well for, you know, investments, financial planning, all the technical stuff on how to work with clients. But nowhere through all that did I get any experience or or education around how do you really manage and run a business and, and run and manage people in that business.
1: And how were you – I mean, we all struggled with that, um, the, beyond the technical work of being a financial planner, the business owner work. How did you learn it?
2: Well, that was tough. That was a lot of trial and error. Um, that was also – I did a lot of uh, you know self-study. I worked with some business coaches over the years. So just trying to get as much exposure as I could, um, it was tough because obviously when you're you know, a financial advisor, you're pretty busy just doing the the day-to-day tasks of being an advisor, and that added, you know, side of running a business, it's not easy. Uh, Absolutely.
1: Uh, Let's talk about, um, have you made, what have been some of the adversity, business adversities or business challenges you've had along the way, and what, more importantly, what did you learn from that?
2: In terms of running a business or being a financial advisor,
1: let's talk about running the business first.
2: Yeah, I think the, uh, I, I mean, for me, I, I, I guess the the two hardest parts were figuring out how do you really analyze and 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 break down your business to figure out if you're doing the right things, and then the second, or I, maybe this is the hardest part was. Uh, hiring, managing, engaging with staff, and picking the right people. Because I really think a lot of my success is contributed to having good people around me to allow me to grow the business. So, um, you know, the whole staff side can be, I think, the biggest challenge that I've faced.
1: What do you, on the other hand, what do you like best about your business?
2: Uh, I think it then goes to relationships both from a client and a staff side. Um, you know, every day and every situation seems to be different. So building these stronger relationships, and you know, over the last 26 years, I've seen small clients become big clients. I've seen, you know, graduations for kids going through college. I've seen retirements. I've seen, you know, families pass on and wealth go to other people in the family. We've got a lot of charity activities that we've done with clients and through our our office. So uh, there's just a lot of diversity and flexibility and it's a lot of that through the relationships.
1: What do you attribute your success to? Uh,
2: I think that goes back to two things. Uh, Obviously hard work. Uh, I don't think anyone can be successful without being disciplined and working hard. But then I also take it back to those relationships again you know, just really having good, core, strong clients and, and developing strong relationships with them.
1: Uh, if you don't mind sharing, um, how many clients are you serving actively right now?
2: Uh, around the 250 range.
1: 250. And yep. what you mentioned, graduations. Um, can you talk a little bit about an example of a client? that, you know, over the 26 years, you know, maybe not the very first day you started, but that you've seen through a, I guess I would call it a life cycle.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's multiple. Obviously, we'll just
1: call them Mr. and Mrs. Jones. But.
2: Yeah, I mean, you get multiple examples of that. I mean, you, you know, over a 26-year period, you typically, if you look at a longer, you know, a client with multiple levels, you, you, you get them in their younger years, maybe they just are uh, newly married, Um trying to figure out how to combine incomes and, and, and you know, buy a home and work together as a couple and actually develop some type of future future plans. Then they, you know, next thing you know they have children and building education funds and retirement funds for them and their kids and then seeing that progress and just making sure that they, you know, they do things that they enjoy but also make sure they make time for their financial planning and looking at their goals and putting some of that away. Uh, that their kids can go to colleges, um, you know. In our in, in the Bay Area, uh, colleges like Stanford or Berkeley are, are quite expensive, and, it, and if you don't get an early start on it, uh, it'll really sneak up on, on you on how expensive it's going to be.
1: Absolutely. What do you find um, is well? Who's your ideal client? Let's let's start with that.
2: Yeah, at this stage of the game, I mean, of course, you always want someone that needs financial planning and wealth management and has the assets or abilities to do that. But I think it's more about, you know, for our office, it's finding someone that we enjoy working with, we can develop a long-term relationship with, and really fits the culture of what our office is all about. Um, You know, after 26 years, it's just not about acquiring a client. It's it's about making this still a good place to come and, and, and enjoy working every day.
1: And so is there a specific profession that you or a specific profession or lifestyle uh that you're finding yourself serving more than any other?
2: Yeah yeah, actually nowadays, uh it sort of switched a little bit. Uh you know, being in San Francisco, I think there's two demographics that uh, tend to be, you know, at the forefront of what we do. Uh one is uh working with women. And then two, uh, younger, uh, more affluent, younger clients. Uh, there's a lot of startups and t- uh, tech money, and you tend to get people that are in their 30s that are quite wealthy and really don't know where and what they want to do with that, so helping them, stock options, and just developing you know future goals and stuff like that. Um, and
1: those- what are you finding is working the best to attract those folks to your practice?
2: Well, we're lucky. Uh, About 95% of our client acquisition comes organically, so either through referrals from existing clients or professionals that we work with. So um, We don't have to do a lot of external marketing, even though we uh, have some programs that we work on. Uh, What type of programs, if you don't mind my asking? Well, uh, I think you've you've interacted with Jen. She runs all our social media and, and business development. So we're very active around many different social media campaigns. We do things with a chamber. We do a lot of charitable activities. Um, online, you know, and her job is really to try and boost our online and digital presence. Um, so by having her, and she's only been with us for what, about two years now? So that's sort of a new direction, and I think that fits the demographics of San Francisco and the Silicon Valley as well. And then she also manages our client events, which you know helps deepen our relationships, which then also you know bring a friend type of thing, or helps us get referrals because with our client tell, they know everybody in their in our office, so for her it's very easy to interact with someone that we work with and. Um, you know, to get referrals and other type of, you know, programs in place.
1: Anything drive you crazy about your business?
2: Uh, uh sure. I mean, it depends on the day. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a never, it's an always changing environment that we're in, uh, you know, both on the financial markets and the economy, but also if you take a look at managing a business, uh, you know, staff, uh, I, I've had a lot of, uh, Headaches over the years working with staff people because you know you expect certain things and in our office you get a lot of you know independence as a, as an employee and sometimes people don't have uh, the work ethic or the direction that you you'd like to see someone have so that can that can be a challenge for sure.
1: Um, with all that is constantly changing in the financial market, how do you stay on top of it all?
2: Uh, well. One being very proactive, and then two, having the right people underneath me. Um, we've got uh, several people that work in this office that help in terms of the economy, investments, financial planning, um, engaging around what our clientele sort of, you know, where they're coming from, what their demographics are. So, um, you know, it's a we have a lot of committee meetings and stuff to try and, you know, really make sure that we're all on top of you know, where we are today and where, where is the economy and the industry going because the industry over the last 26 years has changed quite a bit as well.
1: Absolutely. That. Uh, what are three of the best books you've ever read that have
2: had the most impact on your work? Um, that's a good question. I don't know if I can really specify any three phenomenal books. I mean, I think the... the 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 literature that I get the most out of is more on a daily basis. I mean, there's a lot of white papers that come across our desk. Um, You know, the Wall Street Journal is always great. Um, So I think it's more more that immediate online presence type of stuff, I think, is where if I'm going to read something, that's where I'll spend my time.
1: And that ideal client that you mentioned earlier, what is the first step you would want them to take? To start their relationship with you
2: I just come in and meet us you know ideally you just want to sit down and have a conversation with them and get a get an idea if there's a you know a, some energy synergy or energy or you know if we can communicate well and you know is there a need and can we provide a, a service to help fill that need I think that's the first step of always and then you know trying to figure out where you need to go from there
1: what uh, do you want to share that I didn't think to ask you?
2: Um, I you ask great questions. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I think. Uh, let me just think about this for a sec. No, I think you've hit most of them. I mean, I just. I always go back to you know it's a it's a over the last twenty six years there's been so many changes in both our industry, the economy, how we do business. I mean when I first started, we were using typewriters, and I think uh just looking at how to evolve and have good flexibility and long term vision is is one of the big keys to my success. A lot of people you know when they when they get in this industry, they tend to you know build a structure, a model, and stick with that, and they don't really get adaptive to how things change. And I think that's really one of the things for me, you know, coming right out of college, is I've had the change to get to a bigger or a more successful level, both, you know, intellectually, educationally, how, the type of clients we work with, you know, the how we, you know, our parents in terms of our workplace and the staff. So I, I really think that, being flexible and, and being able to have better long-term planning or vision is really the key to any type of success, both on running the business or being a financial advisor.
1: Absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you mentioned a lot of referrals. Are you currently – what are you doing to promote those referrals? Are you? How, how are you generating those?
2: Well, a lot of it is just doing the right thing for the clients. I mean, by deepening our relationship uh, and really providing great financial planning, investment advice, service, um, both from myself and the whole team, you call our office, you're going to get an immediate callback from someone and setting expectations if they can't answer it, who's going to answer it for you or when they're going to get back to you. So I think just really having our clients think that they're in the best hands possible uh, makes them want to tell their friends and family members or coworkers about us.
1: Absolutely. What are you – how often do you touch your clients and how do you touch them?
2: Well, we do either semi-annually or quarterly formal meetings. Uh, that sort of you know is established in the working relationship when we first bring on a client – um, but if you take a look at myself and the staff, there's so much interaction between, you know, client events, charitable activities that we like to try and get our clients involved with. Uh, we do happy hours. We we just randomly send out communications or call people about, you know, markets and you know when the market at the beginning of this year was going a little on the rough side. You know, we had a lot of interaction. So it, it's just a multiple of you know, Facebook, social media, um, birthdays, special events. You know, when you know if you're you know retiring or if you have a health issue. I mean, there's always a, some way to connect or interact with a client. And when you've got a deep relationship with them, you know what these things are, and you actually would do that for a friend as well. So it's the same type of. You know things that I would do for someone else in my life, I'm doing for my clients. So there is a lot of interaction.
1: Absolutely. You mentioned a couple things there. I want to dive a little bit deeper on. You talked about
2: uh, birthdays,
1: so yeah. let me ask you, what do you do for your clients for their birthday?
2: Uh, anywhere from sending a card or giving them a call to, you know, spending, sending them a, some specialty chocolates or. You know, sometimes we do a specialty cupcake. It just depends on the client and what their interests are. We tend to, you know, if you're having your uh, a, a milestone birthday, like a 50th birthday, or, you know, you're turning 70 or something like that, it just it, it depends on, on the event.
1: Absolutely. And then you talked earlier about referrals from other professionals. I assume you're talking about folks like CPAs and attorneys? Sure.
2: We have mortgage brokers, CPAs, attorneys that we we tend to work with, and a lot of those came from our existing client base, so we develop relationships there. We also have some charities that we've been involved with that you know, we've developed some relationships with, um, you know, that kind of stuff. A lot of community activity. So How uh,
1: are you getting those? I know a lot of financial advisors struggle with getting CPAs and attorneys to send clients back their way. How have you managed to pull that off so well?
2: Yeah, well, I wouldn't say we do it well, but we do it. Uh, Yeah, it is a challenge. Um, But, you know, once again, if you can show value in what you're providing and the clients speak highly of you, uh, I think the CPAs and attorneys would much rather um, keep an open relationship. I think most of the CPAs and attorneys that we work with know that this is a successful office, and if we're sending them business, and if they're not sending us anything, Uh, Most likely, they're not going to continue getting business from us, and we're very upfront about that. So, you know, I'm not expecting to get an equal exchange because, yeah, CPAs and attorneys are difficult to work with in that way. But, you know, we want to have something. Absolutely.
1: All right. Well, this has been a fascinating interview. We greatly appreciate your time and expertise. Um, What is the website for our folks who are resonating who might be in your area and be interested in talking to you?
2: Yeah, you can look you find us at minkoffandassociates.com or you can find us on Facebook at minkoffandassociates and Associates or you can look us up on LinkedIn as well. So those would be the three easy ways to get a hold of us. Okay, thank you so much. All right, good talking to you.
0: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c com.